Hello, adventurers. Thanks for tuning in to this special episode as we prepare to produce and launch the next season. Joining me today is Tim Krause from Omen, an award-winning fantasy audio drama that explores ancient ruins, sails the high seas, and questions whether friendship truly is magical, while cracking pirate skulls and dabbling in high explosives. Yar. <laughs> well, welcome, Tim. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me on today. You bet, buddy. It's an honor. I'm a big fan. I'm excited to have you here so we can talk about the show and all the other stuff you do. You're definitely dabbling in many different things, don't you? I mean, yeah, you got to get your start somewhere, right? So. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So you have Omen, also helped produce Girl in Space, correct? Yeah, I was a script editor and a sound editor for both um, Girl in Space and the Right Now podcast, both of which are helmed by my partner, Sarah Ray Werner, who's kind of a big deal in the indie podcasting community right now. So yeah, yeah that's kind of where I got my start. Sarah is awesome. That's for sure. So tell me a little bit about your background. Anything you'd like to share in relation to your creative work? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a writer by trade. I went to school for journalism and uh, I even got a minor, I think, in graphic design, which I use from time to time. But, you know, I think I always wanted to be a writer, but I never knew where I really wanted to go with that. I tried writing a couple of novels out of school and those didn't really go anywhere. I worked for a while as a ghostwriter. I really hated that. <laughs> Writing for other people can be fun, but that's the thing is if it's fun, they're not going to have someone else write it. They're going to write it. So you're usually writing crazy stuff, <laughs> <laughs> which was interesting. It just wasn't fulfilling. But then I started playing Pathfinder. I had originally cut my teeth on a Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 in college. And that was a lot of fun. But then after college, it was like, you know, who do you play with? Everyone goes their own way and everything. And I started getting into Pathfinder, uh, which, you know, as you may know, is very similar to 3.5. In fact, a lot of the people that worked on 3.5, I think, uh, brought Pathfinder over from that. Um, yeah, I started playing that with my friends and I was encouraged to start jamming myself. It was just this whole new style of storytelling that I never knew existed and suddenly opened up to me. And yeah, that was kind of like where I got my ideas, like the, the kernel that would be planted to grow into Omen. That's awesome. Let's go into the, the story itself a little bit mm. with, with Omen. So it's based off of events that you played at the table in Pathfinder? Yeah, it's based on the collective storytelling of the campaign that I've been running since 2015. So at the time of writing season one, adapting it, really, um, I had had uh, five notes of five years of GM notes to draw from at that point for inspiration. So that was really interesting and challenging and fun. That's wonderful. When you were GMing the Pathfinder system and you were looking for those you know, nuggets for the story that you're trying to deliver at the table. What's some of the inspiration that you had behind that? Were there certain authors, writers, other stories? I mean, I had been really big into movies in college um, and music and stuff like that. And that kind of fell off. And now I'm more into like streaming shows. Uh, as far as like influences writing wise, my partner, Sarah Ray Werner, and her writing and her work on Girl in Space was a huge inspiration for me. She was actually the one that told me like, hey, you need to do your own show one day and not just help me with mine. And that was very you know intimidating for me. And she was kind of the first person to tell me like, yeah, you can do this. This is you have a story to tell and you can do what I do. Yeah, and her storytelling method has been very influential to me. 
And she encouraged me to tell my story before I even thought I had one to tell. As far as like current influences, I've been really enjoying the Expanse series, both the book and the streaming show. Excellent writing on that. I love that. I think I admire it more for the adaptation because uh, I adapted Omen as a game to a an audio drama. And just knowing how hard that is, I have a lot of respect for things that are adapted well. So a lot of my favorite movies are actually adaptations of novels. I'm a big fan of like shows like Adventure Time, Steven Universe, kind of excels in unconventional writing and character-driven storytelling, that kind of stuff. Other than that, I tend to gravitate toward movies and shows that help me process like my emotions a little bit more. So I'm really into like character driven, emotional relationship kind of stories. So, and that comes out in, in the show quite a bit. I oh, mean, thanks. all your characters have a very diverse footprint. They all stand out on their own. But when I think of those main three, when I think of, you know, Gwen, Tobias, and, and Quentin, they have this relationship with each other that everybody's felt that at some point in their life with a group of friends. Right. right? Yeah, and they, they grow together as a group and become closer. Yeah. Cause they, they certainly don't start out close. So no, <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that an audience will definitely get to hear that when we play my short take on it after going through your material, which has been a, a wonderful ride. I, I love the way you tell the narrative, right. Ooh, it, thank you. And the fact it's traditional audio drama in the beginning here as they're running, right? Yeah. You feel like you're there and you're engaging in this conversation. <laughs> and that's <laughs> all I want to say, but it's so good. So oh, thank you. So when you first started getting into audio, hmm. um, tell me a little bit about that. What, what drove you to that as a medium versus other things? I'd kind of cut my teeth in audio, helping my partner, Sarah, on her projects. But... It was really surprising to me as I got into it with her, how intimate the medium is having someone's voice in your ear. And I know a lot of people say this, but it's true. Having that voice in your ear and it's just you and them. It's a very intimate situation. And other than that, I, th I think it's a very good genre for starting a story out uh, for new authors because there's a very low overhead uh, to start and very few barriers uh, to entry compared to other media so it's like and like i said before i i tried writing novels but like those like are years in the process to even get someone to look at it whereas with an audio drama or even just a regular podcast you can start recording and publish and grow an audience from day one you don't and you don't really need anything right there in front of them to start building an audience you just need to be like hey this is the show i'm making here's what I, here's what I'm doing. Here's who I am. And you just kind of put yourself out there and yeah, sometimes uh, you get a community around you and you just go. It's awesome. What's the most rewarding part of making the show to you? So I think as far as the production side, working with actors has been really delightful for me, a really welcome break from the solidarity of writing and editing. Uh, it's a lonely business. Uh, you're a lot, of, a lot of sitting in front of your computer, just plugging away at the grindstone. So like working with people has been really nice. And since I'm pretty much a one-man show other than the cast, uh, the voice actors and, and the composer, it's really nice to, to work with actors from time to time. I think the most rewarding part of the experience of the whole journey has just been, I know this is kind of weird to say, but it's the incredible 
personal growth that I've gone through while tackling this, you know, I never worked this hard on anything so, so personal and with as much drive and passion before. And uh, that changes you, that makes you different, that makes you see things differently. So I would encourage people who have a story to tell to get into audio drama for the simple uh, reason of just getting to know yourself better. It's it's a great way to do that. That's wonderful advice. So mm-hmm. currently, what what is your uh, what is your plan for the the next season? We're all hungry, waiting. All right. Well, I think for season two, I'm I'm still writing it right now. I've talked to my uh, actors about it, and I have some ideas. I've, I've got it outlined, obviously, from five years ago. And it's it's I'd say the show is sticking pretty close to my original GM notes, but it's deviated in a few places. But the setting is more or less the same where um, we're going to Gwen's kind of hometown um, and uh, the characters are getting together and diverting some dilemmas, hopefully. And there's going to be a whole bunch of new characters, some of which have some very personal history with the cast. And, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to like just seeing what new things I've learned and putting those into practice, both in the the writing and the sound design and the, 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 the directing as well. So I'm really excited for that. Before we close, are there any further notes that you would give someone that's trying to get into making their own audio fiction? I think, I think if you're into audio drama and you know what you like, so if you're going to start with a big show, Look for smaller shows, look for indie shows that um, are kind of in the same genre and and maybe work with the same people that you like. But yeah, definitely check out indie um, creators uh, because we've got some really great stories to tell. If you've listened to any of these shows and you like what we do, we actually offer a course called Podcast Now. If you want to start a show from the ground up and you want to be able to market it and make it successful from like day one, that's what we're good at. So. We have a free podcast roadmap available for download if you're interested in like getting off on the right foot and having a checklist of things like, okay, you want an audio drama, here are the things you're going to need. If you want a podcast, here are the things you want to need. We call it the podcasting roadmap. It's free to download, and that's at uh, sarahwerner.com. It's just a free podcast roadmap. So, yeah, if you're interested in becoming a, a new indie creator, we'll start you off on the right foot. So check it out, sarahwerner.com. That's awesome. Thanks for joining me today, Tim. It's been awesome having you here. Thanks for having me, Mike. Now let's jump over to our show, Omen, episode 101. Omen is intended for an adult audience. The story explores mature themes and contains instances of dramatized violence. Full transcripts of each episode can be viewed at omencast.com. could run so fast. You certainly have a way of motivating people, don't you? And what is that supposed to mean? Oh, I don't know. Maybe leading with, Hi, my name's Gwen. Did you kidnap the blacksmith's daughter? Wasn't the best way to begin the interrogation. Oh my goodness. You're absolutely right. Excuse me, sir. Leave me be. I didn't do nothing. I'm terribly sorry. I forgot to introduce my friend. 
The shorter one you threw your drink at is Tobias. Thanks for that, by the way. And the tall one in the guard costume is Quinton. It's a uniform, Gwen. We just want to talk to you for a moment. Do these alleyways seem narrow to you guys? I don't think they're up to code. I don't think your priorities are up to code. Hey, I'm practically running sideways back here. If the street gets any more cramped, I'm gonna get... Stuck. Really? You had to wear the pauldrons today, huh? Just hurry up and untie my surcoat. I can't reach! Hey, Gwen, help me get Soldier Boy here out of... Hey, where do you think you're going? Oh, obviously. I'll track our friend from the rooftops. You can help flush him out. Oh, oh, so I'm your bird dog now. This isn't a quail hunt, your ladyship. Just go, Toby. I'll meet up with you. Here, take my sword. And do what with it exactly? Vault over the buildings? Yeah, I'll pass. Thanks. Quentin, I can see your uncle's shop from up here. Stay on the perp, Gwen. You and I are going to have a talk later about this community service idea of yours and why I was included in it. The door's beelining toward the shipyard. If you head north, you can cut him off. Go! You owe me for this. Hey, Gwen! Which way did he go? Gwen? Can you hear me? Come on, Toby. The Eagle Knights could really use our help. Please, Toby, this could be our chance to become Pathfinders. Idiots. This is what I get for sticking out my neck for me. Call for help, and I'll open your throat, boy. Well, we certainly wouldn't want that, would we? Who sent you? What do you know? Look, man, I don't know anything, and I don't want to know anything. We just took an odd job off the bounties board yesterday. Don't you lie to me. Which one of those bastards rattled me out? Was it Kim Ow! Hey, take it easy. It was Roland, okay? Roland? Who the hell's that? You know, Rusty Roland? That creep at the pawn shop? You sold him that fellow's police the Nesmith girl was seen carrying. Hold on. Y- you're really just looking for the girl? My moronic friends are, yes. Look, if you tell me where she is, we can just both go our separate ways and call it a day. I don't know where they took her, and I can't have you following me. Sorry, lad. Care if I drop in? Go for me, you stupid cow! Gods, Gwen, are you completely insane? He could have taken off my head when you landed on him. What? Oh, I didn't know he had a knife. What did you think he was holding to my jugular? Well, I came from behind, didn't I? I'm not made of eyes. Anyway, we caught him. I told you we'd find a lead. Gwen, are you all right? Oh, oh yeah, I'm fine, by the way. Oh, good. We're all here. Now what? Oh, is this the part where we take turns asking <laughs> questions and hitting him? Get your arse off of me. Hmm. I'll go first. <clears throat> Gwen, stop! That's against protocol. Yeah, we start with the legs first. Makes it harder for kidnappers to run away. I didn't kidnap nobody! Let me go! 
Here, copious usage of double negatives tells me otherwise. That's right. So you'd better start talking before my partner here gets mad. He's crazy. All right, that's enough. Get away from him, both of you. Okay, friend. We are going to have a long chat about Hannah Nesmith down at the Airy. No, please! I, I didn't take her. I swear. Is that right? You seem pretty jumpy for an innocent bystander. I was just a courier. It was a simple handoff. To who? Who hired you? I don't bloody know. I, I was just supposed to get the brat across the merchant's bridge. So I, I sent her on her way, and, and I said I'd, I'd bring the pulley back to her does smithy. I only hawked the thing because I needed the silver to get the Absalom. Oh yeah, sure. And I suppose all this was to feed your poor, starving family, right? You don't understand. Taking side where it can town is forbidden. I was fixing the shove off and disappear as soon as I collected. If you don't let me go now, I won't get another chance. Why? Who do you work for? And why don't they want you skipping town? If I tell you that, they'll come looking for me. Please, I'm begging you. Let me- Whoa! whoa. <laughs> oh, God! It got in my mouth! Was... was that a spell? You heard that too, right? Shh, shut up a second. What is it? What are you looking at? There's a hole in the brick behind us, Quint. The projectile passed clean through his skull. Projectile? Uh, well, I wouldn't exactly call it clean. But if something did take the poor sod's head off, it's definitely not a bolt. Can muskets do this? Up there! Up there in the bell tower! Someone's running! Come on, we might still be able to- Gwen? It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. <laughs> Gwen, are you- Don't touch me! Sorry, sorry. Do you- Do you want to stay here while we- No! Don't leave me with him! Look at me, Gwen. Look at me! This missing person case just got promoted to full-blown murder. Whoever did this is... Stop looking at him! He's dead, okay? There's nothing you can do about it. Toby, I don't this think... This is your job, Gwen. You volunteered for it. You promised the Nesmith we'd find their daughter. You tracked down this lead. But now we've got a kid to rescue and a murderer to catch. So are you going to finish this thing or what? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm sorry I snapped at you, Quinton. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, don't worry about it. All right, that's settled. Can we go now? Right, but let's stick together this time. I've got a feeling things might escalate. <laughs> How could things possibly get any worse? Maybe it was a trick of the light. Don't start with me, Quint. I know what I saw. Hmm. Tall, pale, and clean-shaven. 
That sounds an awful lot like the chap Rusty Rowland mentioned, doesn't it? It can't be a coincidence. Someone with that exact description asked about the dwarf minutes before we arrived at the pawn shop. But a shot from this height? I don't know, Toby. I've watched the musket brigade during target practice and they never got anywhere near this far away. Do, do you not smell that? It's blasting powder. Now that you mention it, there is something a bit... burny in the air. Well, then how do you explain the lack of any black powder residue? I don't know yet. And that weird thundercrack? I don't know yet. And the ludicrous distance? I don't know yet! Look, I'm not saying there wasn't some sort of enchantment involved or that we're not dealing with the greatest theoretical marksman on the planet. Does every little detail need an explanation before you follow up on anything? I mean, yeah, kind of. We were hired on as investigators. Then maybe you should try investigating a little, hmm? Might be useful. Maybe you should investigate how to pull your head out of what your- What about those people down there? What? What? Those people on the street. We didn't see anyone come down from the tower, but perhaps they did. That's not a terrible idea, actually. I'm going to go speak with them. Uh, I don't know, Gwen. In this part of town, you'll be hard-pressed to get any information without a few greased palms. I've never heard of that spell. But I do have a lot of money. <laughs> what, you're planning on handing out copper all afternoon? <laughs> of course not. I have a much better plan than all that. Quent, give me your field journal. What? Why? Just give it here. Fine. Only managed to jot down the basics so far. Besides, I thought you had a perfect memory. Is this building up to code? What? What do you just think about what I say before blurting out what all the time? I'm trying to find the height of the bell tower, hence why I'm asking if this meeting hall is up to code. Meeting hall? I thought this was a church. I think it used to be. And yeah, municipal buildings and public spaces have really strict council regulations. Perfect. So if we assume each floor is roughly three meters high, and we're, what would you say, it's two blocks from the scene of the crime? Two and a quarter. Wharfside properties have to include wider road access. Yes, yes. No, that can't be right. Trust me, it is. Uncle Lewin forced me to sit in on the zoning ordinance committee. No, you Claude, look, unless our assassin jumped or flew off the bell tower, it's highly improbable they were able to flee before we got here. Don't forget, shape-shifting or teleportation. Though, I don't sense any magical auras. That's great, Gwen. There was that tether with the colorful flags leading down to the square. The decorations for the fair. I know it sounds overly dramatic, but someone could have ridden the rope all the way down to the fountain. That's... Slightly less improbable. But if that were the case, there'd be dozens of witnesses. Well then, let's ask them. Excuse me, everyone. (laughs) Can I have your attention, please? Thank you. Hello. Good afternoon. We are looking for a tall and pale hooded person who fled this building. I'm offering a shiny gold piece to whoever can tell She's me. She's giving away gold! Hey, lady, I know where they went. No, I saw them. Give it to me! Gwen, what in the hell are you doing? Uh, no need to push. <laughs> back, citizens. Get back. Disperse in an orderly fashion immediately. Just give me the damn thing, Gwen. <sighs> Hurry, this way, while they're distracted. 
goodness gracious. You'd think they've never seen money before. Okay, new rule. Wen isn't allowed to talk to anyone. How was I supposed to know they'd go berserk? How were you... Do they not have peasants in Taldor? Gwen, most of these people have never even seen a gold piece before. Hmm. Well, it isn't for lack of employment opportunities. Your uncle hired me almost as soon as I arrived here. <sighs> the average household income in Almus is around five gold per year. <laughs> you must be joking. How am I supposed to live on that salary? Remind me never to take her ladyship on a roving tour of rural Andorin. Are you saying farmers make less than five gold a year? How is Andorin cheese so expensive? Oh, but it isn't really. It's just a, a 200% markup for Talden trade ships. We call it the Gormless Fop Tax. Ugh, cheeky. Does Tobias always get this cranky when he doesn't know what to do next? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, well, the trail's gone cold, hasn't it? If you two geniuses have any ideas, let's hear them. Until someone can identify what's left of our only witness, there isn't much we can do. What was it he said? Something about the Merchant's Bridge. Maybe we should... I may know a lot. Siren raised tits. You lot scared the piss out of me. Uh, scared you? Yeah, what the hell, lady? Are you trying to give us all heart attacks? I've literally been sitting here the entire time. Well, cough or something before chiming in next time. It's common courtesy. Oh, yes. And what would a simple peasant know about being polite, hmm? We're all just cutthroats and pickpockets, eh? Sooner stab you than look at you and all that tripe. That is actually a startlingly accurate description. I apologize for my friend's lack of manners, ma'am. We didn't mean oh, to- Oh, city guard come to sort everything out, eh? Where were you when them big trading companies bought us out, hmm? Where were you when they boarded up all the workshops? Busy taking kickbacks, I'll wager. I was ten at the time. Hello, I'm Gwen. Did you want to tell us something? And <laughs> what have we here? Taldor get too small for you, elfling? Ran away with daddy's coin purse to play Little Miss Hero in a smaller pond? Mm, not exactly. Well, I've had just about enough local color for one day. Yeah, we need to report back to Drake Hill anyway. Come on. Wait, wait! I've seen your pale man! Really? Oh, sure you saw him. I did! Two days ago. He was crossing the Merchant's Bridge with a girl. A girl? Was she blonde? With a grey ribbon in her hair? What did this pale man look like? Hmm. So many details. My memory isn't what it used to be. Well, I'm not hearing anything worth paying for, shall we? They went into a building! And I suppose you saw which one? I did indeed. But a poor old widow's life is so uncertain. What shall I eat? Where shall I sleep? And what of my children? Children? You've got to be kidding. You poor thing. Here, take this. Why, thank you, dearie. You are too kind. Now, I, I do seem to remember the girl had blonde hair and a gray ribbon. That has to be Hannah. And the man she was with. He was tall and wore a hood. But he turned to look over his shoulder and I saw his ghastly pale face. Clean shaven? As a newborn babe. And the building? Oh, but the rains are so cold in the spring. 
Even the strong-willed catch their death in the streets. What is a poor old widow to do? Seriously? Oh, how horrible. Here, you must find a warm inn to stay at until summer. Oh, bless you, sweet child. It was the old Pepperbox warehouse on Elderbloom. The man must have had a key for the door. Led the girl inside by the hand without any fuss. Hmm, that place has always been abandoned. I'll bet it's been empty since before the People's Revolt. And this mystery man, you wouldn't happen to have seen him recently. Oh, but how I long to travel to my ancestral homeland of Rahadum. To look upon the Arch of Aridin once more before I die. What is a poor old widow to <clears throat> May I see your bilking license, ma'am? You know, now that you mention it, I, I did see a tall hooded fellow not half an hour ago. Believe it or not, the crazy bastard rode that rope down from the bell tower on a wooden staff. Ha! Huh. I knew it! So he just crashed into the fountain? Nope. Landed like a cat a few feet from the ground and started hauling ass north toward the merchant's bridge. I, I didn't see his face, but he had a similar build to the one with the girl. Might be your guy. All right, ma'am. I just need your name to verify you as an eyewitness. Oh my! Look at the time! Ha! I must be off, dearies! Toodaloo and fare thee well, brave adventurers! <laughs> what a nice old lady! Oh yes, she was quite the fine. People in Almas are quite helpful, aren't they? Hmm, I suppose there's only one way to find out. We'll need a warrant first, though. Pfft, what for? We have probable cause. Hearsay from an unverified source is hardly probable cause. We do things by the book from here on out. But Hannah might be in there, Quinton. For two days! For two whole days! She could be alone or hurt. We must have a look, surely. Gwen paid two gold for this information, Quent. Three, if you count the riot she started. Don't we owe her the satisfaction of following up on this new development? Fine. We'll quickly... Look for anything suspicious on the way to the airy. Fair enough? Oh, thank you, thank you. I do hope today has a happy ending. Or at the very least, a satisfying one. Five minutes, and then we're getting a warrant. Got it? Got it! City guard, open up. Hello? Hannah, are you in there? <clears throat> um, Quint, you didn't happen to notice that padlock, did you? Yes, Toby, there's a padlock on the door. Hannah, we're here to rescue you. Hmm, so how is someone supposed to let us in? What are you, oh, I mean, it's still a good idea to check the front entrance first. Have to make it official and all. Right, right. And I suppose you've already assessed what's wrong with this picture. Is that lock brand new? Gwen! Don't just tell him. How else is he supposed to learn? Oops. Sorry. It's okay, Gwen. Toby's just jumping to conclusions again. Property owners are allowed to replace old padlocks, you know. Even if said property looks like it could fall into the river at any moment? It's probably an historical landmark. Hmm... 
Aren't those sorts of buildings supposed to look nice and have tourists walking about the place? Thank you, Gwen. At least someone is paying attention. Look, this is prime waterfront real estate. I don't see why the owner wouldn't knock down this creep house and build something they could sell. I'm sure the Pepperbox Trading Company or whoever bought this place from them has their reasons for chaining it up. It does seem as if they're keeping something in rather than shutting people out. Otherwise, the locks would be on the inside, right? I'm not entirely sure that makes sense, but I like the way you're thinking. Thank you. I am rather sleuthy today, aren't I? This is a waste of time. Come on, we've got paperwork to fill out. What's the hurry? Let's at least check if the back entrance is locked. I'll bet you a silver there's a padlock just like this one. (sighs) Even if there was, it wouldn't mean anything. Well, I'm going to take a look around. Hannah! Yoo-hoo! Hannah Nesmith! You go ahead with her, Quint. I've got some notes to look over. What are you talking about? Just taking down a description of the place. If you want to stand here and watch me, you're more than welcome. Fine. Maybe I can find a condemnation notice of something around the loading dock. You see anything, Gwen? I'm picking up some strange auras back here. What? Like magic? I think this warehouse is... warded? I'm not certain. Hey, guys! Come look at this! Did you find the... All right, what did you do? Nothing. Oh, the padlock wasn't even closed properly. Toby, did you pick that lock? What? How dare you? I just pulled on it and it came off. (sighs) Just give it here. Why? So you can lock us out of our only promising lead. Until we get permission to look around, yes. I won't let you jeopardize our- Hannah! Are you in here? Gwen, no! Get away from the- Hey! What? Do try and calm yourself, Quinton. And in the future, I'll thank you not to jostle me about like a pram. I wasn't... I mean, I wasn't trying Honestly, to... I'm surprised you, of all people, would let a few silly rules keep us from rescuing a little girl. Look, I'm sorry I grabbed you, alright? But if we don't do things correctly, then the council could throw out evidence we find or even dismiss any charges brought against a suspect. That is ridiculous! What good are laws if they don't help people when they need it most? Can we argue about this later? Right now, the best way to help Hannah is to secure a... Whoops. Did you seriously just throw the lock in there? I... dropped it. No, you didn't. I tried to catch it, but it rolled down my arm. Where did it go? Mm -mm. Over in that shadowy corner, maybe. Oh! I can see very well in the dark. Absolutely not. We are not trespassing under any... (sighs) What is that? I was wondering how long it would take you. It's like someone set fire to the men's room at Soggy Walls during happy hour. You're on the right track, but not quite there. Care to take a guess, Gwen? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I don't think I should say... Ah, uh, come on. It's not like we're in polite company. Ah, uh, it wouldn't be ladylike. Besides, I doubt you two would find it very pleasant. Just forget I said anything. You hear that, Quint? She doesn't think we can handle it. Go on, Gwen. Try us already. All right, then. <laughs> I was going to say it smelt a bit like a lady's neglected laundry during her monthlies. Uh, oh, God, Gwen. I did warn you. It's stale blood and sulfur, all right? That's what the smell is. Oh, I thought I recognized it. How do you even know that, Toby? 
And what does that mean? Was this an old slaughterhouse or something? No, silly. Every first-year caster is taught to identify that scent. It means someone's been fooling around with... <sighs> Plainer binding. Hannah? Hannah, sweetheart, can you hear me? Now see what you've done? Why did you have to go and get her hopes up like that? Why do you always insist on doing everything the hard way? We could have been in and out of this rat hole in five minutes if you had just let me... Oh, no. No, 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 no. Gwen, what in hell are you doing? The aura is strongest over here. Come on! Ho-ho! A secret staircase? Nice find, Gwen. We really shouldn't be in here. <laughs> Not up to code enough for you, Quint? Or is this shoddy craftsmanship making you nervous? We're violating like 12 different rules of conduct right now. Yeah, well, whatever's making that smell is violating my senses. We getting close, Gwen? There. The aura is emanating from behind this door. Locked tight. Might be trapped, too. Yeah, I got this. I knew it! How long have you had those lockpicks? Eh, I picked them up a few months ago. Just give me a couple minutes to... (laughs) Or that works too, I guess. What in the... My helmet is light. What was going on here? This cellar was used to perform an extra planar calling. Recently. Two days ago. Maybe even yesterday. Hold on a minute. Are you saying a devil was standing in this basement? Something certainly was. See? You can still make out the diagram. Hmm. A lot of blood has soaked into the ground, but it looks like it's been dry for years. A few animal bones here and there, but no sign of any bodies. Strange. It just doesn't make any sense. Why would someone bring Hannah down here? I mean... Wouldn't it be to... you know? No, that can't be. Even if they had meant to offer her to something, that would risk breaking the binding circle. Then there's a chance Hannah wasn't even here, Gwen. And as long as there's a chance, we'll keep looking. Uh, guys, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but... (gasps) Oh no! Is that... A grey ribbon. Hannah Nesmith was here. Omen Episode 101, Odd Jobs and Almas, was written and directed by Tim Krause. Featuring Mamito Kukwakila as Gwen, A.J. Beckles as Tobias, and Charlie Wes as Quentin. Additional voices provided by Sam Isley, Sarah Ray Werner, Phil Usher, Brandon Jenkins, and Tom Laughlin. Original music composed by Matt Lee. If you would like to support these independent creators as well as unlock exclusive Omen content, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash omenpodcast. You can also show love for Omen by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen. Your encouragement is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Have you ever thought about creating your own podcast? Either a fictional show like Omen or a non-fiction podcast that showcases what you're passionate about? Podcast Now is a comprehensive online course that will guide you step-by-step from your show concept to a successful podcast with an emphasis on success. 
Developed and taught by Sarah Ray Werner, creator of the award-winning audio drama Girl in Space, Podcast Now has helped many shows find their own success stories, including Omen. Visit sarahwerner.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-W-E-R-N-E-R.com. And download the free podcast roadmap, an invaluable tool that will get you started down the right path. Again, visit sarahwerner.com and click on Free Podcast Roadmap to get started today. Thank you so much for listening to Omen. And until next we meet, fair winds and following seas.